0: Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the listen live
1: button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI. Hot enough
2: for you? Already this
3: morning, it's not bad.
2: 76 degrees is yeah. all we got down to. And I know this is a first world problem. My wife and I went out uh, swimming last night in our pool. Our pool was 94 degrees. It was not in the least bit refreshing to jump <laughs> into that pool because outside it was about, at that time, I think it was like 88 when we went last night.
3: Did you consider throwing in some bullion cubes and just <laughs> en- enjoying I, it that
2: way? You literally could have. Um, I jumped in and I go, this is hot. Mm. So I went and got the thermometer just to test and see how warm it is and yeah it was 90 94 Did you degrees have to get into your
3: hot tub to cool off
2: uh don't have a hot tub oh that was a hot tub i see yeah pretty much that was a hot tub part of the problem is that we have a, a cover that we keep on automatic cover that we keep on the pool to keep all the dust and because we get so much wind out there right and that holds all the heat in so it never has a chance to cool down at <laughs> night because all the heat's held in so uh, yeah, not not real refreshing. I might have to, I might have to bring home a, a truckload of ice to cool that down. But it just it gave it gives me thought of like if you if you live in Arizona, for instance, where uh-huh. it's always over like 105 degrees during the summer. I, I mean, is a pool even refreshing a little bit? Because I mean, at nighttime it doesn't cool, it cools down to maybe 85, 90 at night. Hundred six, hundred ten during the day? That's Is a good it question. even refreshing in the summertime to I, jump in a pool?
3: I don't know. I've never been swimming in Arizona, so I couldn't uh, say one way or the other.
2: Now, I we've been to Arizona many times for spring training and been in places that have pools, and it's mm-hmm. it's refreshing then. But in, in spring training, it's like 85, 90 degrees during the day and gets down to you True, know, 60, March. 70
3: at night. That's March. It's not July,
2: August. Yeah. So I I just, I wonder if people even use their pools in places like that. I don't think you can air condition your pool, can you? I have no idea. I don't either. You can certainly, you uh, you know, keep it heated. I know know one thing, and we do keep ours heated, although the heater is not on right now because Mm -hmm. it's 94 degrees. Right. I do know one thing. I don't have enough money to uh, invest in an air conditioner for my pool because I did not win the lottery on uh, Friday night. Hmm, There's a coincidence. Neither did I. One winner in Illinois, um, and it ended up being one point two eight billion dollars.
3: Mm-hmm. So they will uh, bring home around seven hundred million dollars um, after taxes. It, it, it came down to uh, if you if you took the annuity, you know, payments over twenty nine years, it would be twenty six million a year, which is uh, is not too bad.
2: Yeah, and well, that's and, and that's and, after taxes, and it goes up five percent per year. So the, the longer it goes on, the more you get. Mm. It's kind of funny because it's $26 million a year, right, for the annuity. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the reason that they give, I was reading this over the weekend, that they give for the increase of 5% is because they don't want it to be affected by inflation and prices going up during the time
3: so that you run out of money or have to live. So let me get this straight. They're giving you $26 million a year and yet they give you a cost of living increase? Cost of
2: living increase of 5% per year.
3: <laughs> does that make sense no i would i would consider that uh to be uh uh non-useful and then there are not, people not, definitely not necessary
2: on social security who would love to get a five percent cost of living increase per mm-hmm. year granted they got a little more than that this year i think the cost of living increase was about uh eight percent i think this year, but usually it's around 2 to 3%. They would love to see 5% I mean, every year. It,
3: it, it never catches up with the actual cost of
2: living. No. Other news uh, that we're talking about this morning. Idaho has another case of uh, monkeypox. This time, uh, another case here in the Treasure Valley. Canyon County. Southwest District Health uh, reported Friday that a Canyon County resident is the first to test positive within their district. Mm-hmm. That district includes Canyon County, Adams, Jem, Owyhee, and Payette and Washington counties. <laughs> Do we have a list of places where this
3: individual went?
2: Um, well, they're, they're currently looking into that and also contacting everybody that they've come in close contact with. Mm-hmm. Health District said that local and state public health officials are working with individual health care providers to make sure that the person is treated. Officials were working to identify any potential close contacts and notify them of their exposure risk. First probable case of monkeypox in Idaho, you might remember, uh, identified July 6th, almost a month ago, and that was in Central District Health Area, which includes Ada, Boise, Elmore, and Valley Counties. So this, um, if it was in Ada County, we don't know if that particular case was in, Mm -hmm. in Ada County, but if it was in
3: Ada County, this would be the second case in the Treasure Valley. It would be weird if it turned out to be somebody who, you know, hasn't left their house in a month. They don't know on
2: this one, the first one on July 6th, uh they caught it while in traveling outside the country. Right. Um keep in mind monkeypox only spreads via close personal contacts, most cases result in mild illness in the rash. Um It's rarely fatal. According to the CDC, most people recover on their own. Symptoms include fever, headache, chills, respiratory issues, including a sore throat, nasal congestion, cough, and a rash, which may look like pimples or blisters. Mm. Except for the pimples and blisters, pretty much it sounds like you have the (laughs) cold or flu. Exactly. It sounds a lot like COVID,
3: actually. Uh, Uh, Up until the the rash.
2: Anyone who has monkeypox is asked to self-isolate until the lesions heal and new skin forms where the lesions used to be. Get the pox out of here. Mm-hmm.
3: So there's that. Mm-hmm. You mentioned COVID. I did. President Biden has COVID again. Mm-hmm. A rebound COVID, or something like that. What's it called? Um,
2: I, th- I think I think rebound. COVID. Yeah, because he's he tested positive for three or negative on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I believe, mm-hmm. and now is testing positive again. Some feel that. This might possibly be a rebound caused by taking taking the antiviral Plaquenil. That some people who take plaxivid see a reemergence of COVID, and that figures because it was widely announced that that's what he was doing. He was taking Plaxivir. Mm-hmm. so um, he was testing negative, had done it for multiple days in a row, and now um, he is going back into self isolation and uh, will be. All alone with his thoughts in the White House, by his lonesome, until he tests again, again negative
3: I'm, again for multiple days in a I, row. A, again, I'm hoping it's not just his advisors who you know don't want him to be out in front of microphones and stuff.
2: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even think of that. Oh my gosh. Shh, let's not tell him he's he's still testing negative. But if we if he tests positive for two more days, we have to let him out.
3: There might be another press conference or
2: something. We can't we can't chance <laughs> that.
3: Oh, my goodness.
2: Um, So we'll talk about that this morning. A couple of uh, celebrities passed away over the weekend, one of them, a sports legend. We'll talk about that in sports here in just about half an hour. Rick Worthington is out this week, and that means we'll be giving you the sports update. Chris giving you the first update of the morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guy's Fresh Deli. Once again, the place to go for lunch every day, Monday through Saturday. Both locations are open. East Boise, just off Gala, next to Albertsons, and in Meridian, just off Wells Avenue.
3: It appears that clarity is finally on the horizon regarding Deshaun Watson's status for the upcoming 2022 football season. The Cleveland Browns quarterback is expected to be informed of Sue Robinson's decision on a possible suspension today, as reported by CBS Sports NFL insider Josina Anderson. The NFL is reportedly pushing for an indefinite suspension that would at least last for the duration of the 2022 season. Watson faced 24 civil lawsuits that accused him of sexual misconduct during massage sessions during his time with the Houston Texans. He has since settled on 20 of those suits. Watson, who has denied any wrongdoing, was not indicted on criminal charges by two Texas grand juries earlier this offseason. If Robinson follows the NFL's recommendation and hands down the year-long ban, Watson and the NFL Players Association will stand by her ruling, and they have said they will not appeal. If suspended, the league would likely determine that Watson violated the league's code of conduct policy. The NFL introduced the policy in 2007 in an attempt to improve off-field player behavior. One of the most notable suspensions involved current Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott served a six-game suspension in 2017, despite the NFL's lead investigator in the case reportedly recommending that no suspension take place. With Elliott sideline, the Cowboys missed the playoffs a year after going 13 and 3. With the status of their quarterback up in the air, the Browns recently signed former first round pick Josh Rosen. The Browns' depth chart also includes veterans Jacoby Brissett and Joshua Dobbs. Browns coach Kevin Stefanski said last week that Watson and Brissett are going to get a ton of reps as the team goes through the opening stages of training camp. Stefanski did not discuss Watson's current situation regarding a possible suspension. That's sports. Drive home live and
0: local with Nate Shellman this
1: afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: Underway, first day of the month. Uh, it looked like uh, one of the best months we've had since 2020 for the stock market in the month of July. We'll uh, look to see if we continue that. In August, although right now the Dow is down 68 points uh, ahead of the opening here just a little over an hour. We'll be checking in with Jeremiah Bates uh, to find out what we have to look forward to in the months of August. We'll do that coming up here in about 45 minutes. Roberts in Caldwell, uh, thank you for holding on this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI.
4: Well, good morning, gentlemen. I just wanted to chime in about uh, Biden and his COVID. Uh, I I think it's a little too neat that he goes and flies around the... uh, world there for a little while it comes back and he gets covid i think he's just tired gentlemen that's just my thought process
2: so you you think that in your opinion he doesn't even have covid he just needs to rest Correct.
4: i think he's he needs to rest the guy's taking more vacations than any other president that i'm aware of so i think he just uh yeah i think he's tired from going over and talking to the other folks
2: all right who knows? I'm not. I'm not a doctor. I'm not. Definitely not his well, doctor. It, it, so. it's, it's
3: probably bad publicity if you simply announce that you're taking uh, you know time off because you're exhausted. Especially if you're the yeah. president, you're not supposed to be exhausted, even though it's an exhausting job.
2: Thank you for the phone call. Um, and and you know that there is some PR going into this. Um, you know, even when he was sick and showing mild symptoms they wanted to uh make sure when i say they his administration wanted to make mm-hmm. sure that they show that you know he's he's not just laying in bed recovering that's so what they are. had him get dressed up and and say hey i'm in the office working today
3: that's what your pr people or your spokespeople are supposed to do is uh, take everything you say or do and somehow make it sound positive <laughs> as Come- opposed to just testing positive Phone lines,
2: by the way, are open. If you want to get through, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, remember, as always, you can also email chris at kboi.com, mike at com. Those numbers I gave you, you might want to lock those into your speed dial once again this morning. We've got a couple of things that you can uh, do some winning on. Um, number one, for our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question, we will be giving away $50 gift certificates to our and our barbecue. If you love barbecue... You're going to love R&R, uh, two locations to serve you, uh, Village at Meridian and also downtown Boise. So you can take advantage of that. Also this morning, uh, we have Joe D. Messina concert tickets that we will also be giving away to one lucky person. That'll happen sometime between now and 10 o'clock. So lock in that uh, number on your speed dial. If you'd like to uh, get a chance to win either of those, because you do have a chance to win them here from News Talk KBOI
1: from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are our news talk on
2: Mm. You know, uh, Daily Show was uh, here, well, I, they were here longer ago than last week, but it aired last week on the Daily Show with mm-hmm. Trevor Noah. Um, it's, it's a fairly long story, uh, but we do have some highlights from that. We might, we might have to play some of it, because it, it, was, it was very funny. And the story is not dying down because uh, coming up here in the uh, November election, two more counties in Oregon will vote whether or not that they should join the greater Idaho area.
3: Which means nothing unless Idaho invites them.
2: Well, Idaho has to invite them. Then the Oregon Legislature... Has to agree to it. The Idaho legislature has to agree to it, and, and then
3: Congress has to agree to it, and then uh, Idaho has to cut Oregon a huge check for the land. Well, and this is what maybe uh, or maybe uh, Ronnie, not. Ronnie Chang, you know, I, I saw the bit on uh, on Trevor Noah, and Ronnie Chang uh, was, you know, was asking people, "Okay, you have to write a check for several <laughs> billion dollars. How do you feel about it now?" And all the Idahoans were going, "No, no. We, we don't need it." <laughs>
2: um, it, it, I guess it would depend on how badly. Oregon wants to get rid of uh, those areas. They're, they're not the best parts of Oregon because the, the, the best part of this whole greater Oregon or greater, greater Idaho thing would have been for Idaho. We would
3: have coastal property. But well, that depends on whether, you know, you that liked, county already voted no. It just depends on whether you like the color green or the color beige <laughs> better. So, I mean, if,
2: if we could have got part of the Oregon coast for Idaho, that would have been kind of cool. However, that county said no. We don't want to become a part of Idaho, so we, we just get the crappy parts of, you know, the the ugly parts of it. And I'm saying that, you know, God bless you if you live in those areas. Um, I'm talking about if you've driven through those areas. It's like driving from here to Mountain Home.
3: Well, it, it's not. It, it, I was going to say it's 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 not that it's bad. It's just that it's very similar to the road between Boise and Twin.
2: Yeah, yeah, very, very much so. And, and we and, we and on the, the the up There's not a lot there, so. Um anyway, uh, we may get to that coming up here for you in case you didn't get a chance to hear the whole thing yourself. Um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone lines, once again, are open as usual at this time of the morning and every morning from 6 until 10. Remember, you can also email us, chris at kby.com, mike at com. Send us an instant message through our fan base uh, fan page on Facebook, or you can text us. That's the same as our main number, two two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. 208-336-3700.
0: For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound
2: 670 on your Verizon wireless. It is uh, 642. Uh, do have uh, some... Celebrity news uh, over the weekend, a um, couple of uh, celebrities passed away. One of those celebrities um, you know from Star Trek, if you used to watch the original Star Trek, also appeared in uh, movies. Um, Nicole, uh, it's Nichelle. Michelle Nichols, rather, right. um, passed away at the age of 89. You know her best as Lieutenant Uhura. The organizer came over and said, Miss Nichols, there's someone here. He is
0: your biggest fan, and he's desperate to meet you. I said, certainly, and I stand up looking for a young man who's a Star Trek fan. And instead of fan, there's this face the world knows. And I remember thinking, whoever that fan is, is going to have to wait because Dr. Martin Luther King, my leader, (laughs) is walking toward me, not 10 feet away, uh, with a beautiful smile on his face. Yes, Miss Nichols. I am your greatest
2: fan. <laughs> um that that's,
3: that's a good story.
2: That meeting by the way um ended up being pretty good for her because she had already told Gene Roddenberry the show's creator that she was leaving the show to return to live theater. Dr. King during that meeting dissuaded her from quitting Star Trek. She took his advice and stayed on for 3 seasons mm-hmm. until it was finally canceled by NBC, of course. Probably what she, not probably, she's best known for that, made a lot of money in appearing in uh, future movies right uh, on that, but all because Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was such a huge fan and talked that. her into staying because it was, she was like, she was the first, you know, major black um artist to, to appear on a television series like that and said how important that was, you know, for yeah.
3: for the black community. Do, do you remember the Heaven's Gate cult? down in San Diego, <laughs> that they all killed themselves uh, and they were wearing, you know, track suits and, and tennis shoes. And, and they uh, were going to join a spaceship that was behind the comet, that mm-hmm. the hale comet. Yeah. Every, yeah. They were the she, only ones uh, going to be saved. Her brother was one of those. That, really? Uh, that killed himself, yeah. Crazy. Anyway, she passed
2: away uh, yesterday at the uh, age of 89. Sports figure also passed away. This update on sports brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Check out their menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Greatest uh, basketball player to ever play the game passed away yesterday at the age of 88. Bill Russell, NBA great, who anchored a Boston Celtics dynasty dynasty that won 11 championships in 13 years. The last two as the first black head coach in any major U.S. sport. He marched for civil rights with Martin Luther King Jr. He died yesterday at the age of 88. Russell died with his wife at his side. Statement uh, of death did not reveal a cause of death. NBA Commissioner Adam Silva said in a statement that Russell was the greatest champion in all team sports, a Hall of Famer, five time most valuable player, 12 time All Star. Russell in 1980 was voted the greatest player in NBA history by basketball writers. He remains the sport's most prolific winner and uh architect of selflessness a selflessness who mm-hmm. won with defense and rebounding while leaving uh, the scoring to others in 2011 president barack obama awarded russell the medal of freedom
3: if you judge it by I mean, you know, what's the goal at the beginning of every season? To win the championship. Win the championship. And if you judge it by championships and who had the most to do with them, then yes, uh, Russell is the greatest, even, even greater than Jordan. Jordan had six championships. Mm-hmm. What's, what's uh, the And of course, saying? he was the, the main reason that they uh, won
2: those. One for the thumb. He had two for the thumbs and one for a toe, mm-hmm. basically, with the uh, 11 championship rings.
5: He was the first player ever to win the Triple Crown of Basketball Championships. He won an NCAA title, an NBA title, and an Olympic gold medal, all within the span of 13 months. In 1966, Bill Russell became player coach of the Boston Celtics, the first African-American head coach in a major professional sports league that define excellence in the NBA. Taking the game to a whole other level. The best defensive player to ever play basketball. The most intimidating player that's ever played this game. What a block by
6: Russell!
5: When you played against him, you had to play your very best to have a chance. He understood the game at a higher level.
6: Bill Russell, that's
5: incredible! He was a brilliant tactician. He made Russell players around him better. Bill Russell is just a great winner. One of the most unprecedented runs that
2: sports has ever seen. Another
4: duel. Brown. The 11th title in 13
2: years. I mean, he doesn't even have enough fingers. They're the standard that nobody can beat. And it starts with Bill Russell. And of course, um, people might forget that he won two national championships at the University of San Francisco. This is true. Yeah. So, yeah, Bill Russell, dead at the age of 88.
1: Be a part of the show at 336 3700 or toll free 1 800 529 KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI.
2: Good morning, and thanks for being a part of the Casper and Chris Morning Show. And remember, you can always be more of a part of the show by participating. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670. If you have a Verizon wireless phone, and 1-800-529-5264, toll free from wherever you may be listening uh, this morning. Friday uh, was Open Phones Friday, and a very busy day uh, as as far as uh, the show was concerned. A lot of phone calls were uh, coming in. Um, we had plans to uh, play this little um, snippet, audio, um, from a recent visit from uh, The Daily Show, national uh, show, Comedy Central, uh, with Trevor Noah. And they made a visit to Idaho. As a matter of fact, they even came to downtown Idaho. <laughs> you understand to them yeah you understand what i mean as you listen to the uh, audio from the show um they say they sent one of their correspondents uh to Oregon and Idaho uh and this is something we've been talking about for the last couple of years the um movement to move parts of Oregon into Idaho and call it greater Idaho some of the uh layout would include land that would stretch all the way from the Ontario Idaho border all the way to the uh, coasts of Oregon. Mm-hmm. There have already, if I remember correctly, been nine counties who have voted for the move to Idaho. Two have voted against it, and there are two more, apparently, that are due to vote coming up in the November election on whether to move.
3: It's it's kind of a, a vote that says, uh, we don't know if we're going to be able to do this, but uh, if it does happen that it's a possibility, we're ready. Yeah. So
2: they're, they're basically saying, here's our support of our county. We yeah. want to be a part of greater Idaho. Once again, um, from Comedy Central show, uh, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Um, once again, take a listen.
7: For decades, Oregon has been a blue state, with most of its population concentrated around Portland in the Northwest. But the conservative eastern counties of Oregon are sick of this liberal world barista bull and they're ready to GTFOO, Get the f- of Oregon and become part of greater Idaho. There was just one thing that didn't make sense to me. Okay, this might sound crazy, but why don't you just move to Idaho? By moving the border, we're changing who governs us without having to pull up our stakes. You want the Idaho without having to be in Idaho? Absolutely. It's ingenious. I want a better government over me. But yet not have to live in Idaho. No, not have to live in Idaho, not have to move. Exactly. I can stay where I, where I live exactly. right now. Exactly, where it's great. Yes. And it's non-Idaho. Right. And as crazy as this idea might sound, this movement has momentum. Nine Oregon counties have already passed ballot measures to explore joining Idaho, with two more voting in November. So what exactly do these people hate about their neighbors in the Northwest? It's pretty much the same stuff all Fox News viewers hear about whatever city they live next to.
3: I grew up around Portland. You used to be able to walk the streets and stuff, now you get shot.
4: Racial riots, just a reason to riot. Break in, free TVs, you know.
8: They voted in for the more marijuana plants, now they're gonna put in the mushroom plants. I hear
7: you, but Idaho? It's
8: not moving
7: to Idaho, it's bringing the border 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 over. No, of course, like you don't wanna move to Idaho. That would be crazy. You wanna bring Idaho. Yes. These cultural differences are tearing Oregon apart. But not everyone thinks divorce is the answer. Constitutional law scholar Norman Williams.
4: This is not going to happen. Moving a state border even five or ten yards is tremendously difficult. South Carolina and North Carolina did this just in 2017. Okay, well, it's been done before. Just do it more. If you look at the statutes that both states had to do to just deal with 19 homes being moved, you move the Oregon-Idaho border by 300, 400 miles, the complexity of that is just overwhelming.
7: Man, you would have been such a bummer on the Oregon Trail. You would have been the guy who's like, what about typhoid? What about diphtheria? What about the cost of oxen? Cock the wagon or get the (laughs) out. Turns out there's a ton of obstacles on the trail out of Oregon. Liabilities, state debt, pension obligations and a long list of incompatible laws, especially recreational marijuana. Legal in Oregon, not in Idaho. But luckily, Mike has those answers.
2: I don't have those answers. And I shouldn't answer those questions because I'm not in the decision process.
7: They're just the ideas guy. Like walking into your house and going, hey, let's get a divorce. Or let's sit down and talk about it. Let's put it into the legislators' hands because they're, they're the decision makers. So leave it to these politicians, they're the same politicians you wanna secede from, just let those guys handle this? Yeah. But will this idea even make it to the state house?
4: Nate Picky Norman says, no way. The people aren't going to vote for it once they know the costs. What costs? Idaho's going to have to pay Oregon for the value of all the land and buildings that the state of Oregon owns in Eastern Oregon. Oh, I've been there, it's, it looks virtually worthless. A very conservative estimate of the cost would be somewhere between 10 and 15 billion dollars.
7: Oh what, you think Idaho's not good for it? Do you know how many potatoes these guys sell? A lot. Still, he had a point. Eastern Oregon wasn't just trying to divorce Portland, they also wanted to marry Idaho. Was Idaho ready for that level of commitment? I headed for downtown uh, Idaho to find out. I think they're they're welcome. I don't see why not. I mean, Eastern Oregon is pretty much just like Idaho anyway. Welcome, they've open arms? Yeah. Just wait until they hear about the price tag. How much would you personally pay for Eastern Oregon to join Idaho? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't want to pay anything. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, Idaho would have to buy Oregon state assets to move it over, it's not just as simple as, you know. Yeah, I don't know, 10 million? Probably gonna be closer to 10 billion. Then that's a hard no. This is what Idaho will get. A seaport, maybe. 800,000 angry, gun-toting conservatives. And a ton of empty, desolate
2: land. I mean, Idaho's already got however many angry, gun-owning, truck-driving people,
3: so I think we're We're about capped on that.
7: Would you guys be okay with having to drive an extra six hours for legal weed? Ooh. Sorry, I said six hours, but really it's six hours there and then six hours back. So that's a 12 hour trip. Yeah. Uh,
0: No, that doesn't sound good.
7: I mean, at that point, you might as well drive to Mexico and get some fresh cocaine.
2: (laughs) Correspondent Ronnie Chang (laughs) of the Daily Show there. Comedian Ronnie Chang. Uh, Very, very tongue in cheek. But, I mean, there's some serious news in there. My favorite line is. So I went to downtown Idaho. I. I like the one. I've been there. It's not worth it. <laughs> Talking about Eastern Oregon. Eastern Oregon. Uh, Robert writes in, uh, I don't want a greater Idaho. I'd rather see these Oregon counties make up another state, a la West Virginia. Ooh, there's, a, there's an idea.
3: Yeah, just call it Eastern Oregon. East,
2: Eastern Oregon and, uh, yeah, Oregon and Eastern Oregon. Your thoughts. If you want to weigh in, go ahead and email us, Mike at com. Chris at KBY.com. Um Very, very funny stuff. But like I said... Um, truth to it, there are two counties that will be voting in the, uh, upcoming, uh, election. Nine counties already have said yes. Two said no. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. It's not anything probably that's going to happen very quickly, or, whether it happens at all or every. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> KBY News Time, 715. Time for another check on sports real quickly for you. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Check out their, uh, all new venue, com.
3: Three people, including a young child, were shot during a youth football game at a high school in California Sunday. A six-year-old girl, a 30-year-old man, and a 52-year-old woman were all struck by gunfire when shots rang out in the stands of a football field at Oakland Technical High School just before 1.20 p.m. The uh, East Bay Times reported, citing police, the victims were among several hundred people watching a football game between Fresno area between a Fresno area team and an Oakland area team in the 10-year-old youth league when the bullets began to fly. EMS responded to the scene and rushed the 30-year-old man to an area hospital for two gunshot wounds to his feet and lower torso, according to the local outlet. The 6-year-old girl whose family ran her to a nearby home to call an ambulance was also shot and rushed to a hospital in stable condition, police later learned. A few hours later, around 3 p.m., the 52 year old woman who suffered a gunshot wound to her leg during the same shooting walked into a third hospital, police told the East Bay Times. It appears that, uh, uh, hang on, there. it appears that uh, a, a coach of one of the teams. Uh, saved some people. He said, it's just sad that I heard these kids running and screaming. And, you know, when you see these kids' faces and how they react to things like that, it makes it even worse. That was uh, Quintrell Dotson, who is the Oakland Dynamites Pop Warner coach. Kids don't deserve to be seeing and witnessing things like this. Kids don't need to be around like this once you come to these events. Whatever on the outside uh, nature shouldn't even be going on here. So it just hurts that this happened today. At sports. Time for the morning market
1: report.
0: Powered by CapEd Credit Union.
1: Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk KBOI, Boise.
2: All right, time to talk about your money. The uh, end of July uh, has happened. We're into the new month, and we're going to start out the new month. It looks like on the downside as of right now. Dow's down over 170 points ahead of the opening here in just a few minutes. However, we had a very very good month in the month of July. Jeremiah Bates with us to talk about uh, your money this morning. Jeremiah, my first question is: before we get into what to look forward to in August, is was was July uh, an end? To the you know bear market, and we're starting to see a, a trend of upwardness, or is it just one of those possible uh, false bear the market
9: bear, it, bear market rally? Yeah. It, no one has the crystal ball. There's no way to tell it to this point because if you look at what the what we had entering into the first half of the year, going into August, the S and P 500 had its worst half since 1962. Only to have August or sorry July show us the best month that we've seen since November of 2020. Now, bottom line is there was some rough expectations or some dismal uh, outlooks on what corporate earnings were going to be. Now, out of the 56 or 50 56 percent of the S and P 500 companies that reported earnings so far, more than half of those have beat uh, analyst estimates. So that's by far above. The long-term average and then you also combine that with the messaging that the market interpreted from the Federal Reserve saying that they might take the foot off the accelerator if needed then that certainly provided a boost to equities now the thing is with with the is the optimistic outlook that the Federal Reserve will not have to tighten monetary policy much further, further. The bottom. The question is: Is it wishful thinking by the market, and it could be. So it's not uncommon to see these bear market rallies. I mean, if you even look back to the to the great financial crisis, uh, collapse back o seven, o eight, o nine, we did see a big jump in U.S. equities, ultimately to hit the bottom just a few months later. So will that be the case here? Tough to say, but again, we still got economic data coming out. We still have corporate earnings coming out. In addition to the inflation data that will be released for July, those are going to be the uh, the big uh, swings that can move the market.
3: You, uh, you mentioned the earnings. Uh, it looks like Caterpillar, JetBlue, Uh, Starbucks, uh, Yum! Brands, and uh, Booking Holdings in just the next couple of days, and as you mentioned, July's non-farm payroll report is uh, due out on Friday. Which of these things would probably have the, the biggest impact on the market?
9: I think earnings earnings for sure. I mean it, it, I mean obviously we had the big mega mega cap big boys uh, report which obviously surprised to the upside and that was in the form of Amazon, Google. I mean those things did surpass expectations. So that did drive a lot of the optimism that we saw especially last week. I mean you saw Amazon up over 10%. Now, these obviously companies don't have much waiting, but it also gives an indication of kind of where the consumer is spending money and how certain companies and certain sectors are navigating the inflation costs. I mean, we're all seeing it on the consumer side, but how are these businesses uh, navigating the higher cost of commodities, the higher wage prices, the lack of staffing? So it, it's it's ultimately, in my opinion, going to come down to earnings. However... These earnings are backward-looking, so it really doesn't give us much indication of what things are going to be looking like All moving right. forward. Because um, the the market's not what the market always looks at what not what have you done for me lately? It's what are you going to do for me in the future? But it does it's going to give us some insight on consumer spending and what businesses are, are are navigating these inflation waters the best.
2: All right, we'll keep an eye on it. Looks like uh, we're going to be opening up on the downside of the Dow, down over 170 points as of right now. We'll get another update. After the market opens here in a few minutes coming up next hour. Once again, Thanks. we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The
10: Penn-Wharton School budget model raising questions about the Inflation Reduction Act, projecting slight inflation increases for two years, followed by a decrease in the forecast of low confidence that the bill will have any impact on inflation. Among the bill's key proposals, more than $300 billion in investments in climate change and health care initiatives. The bill needs full Democrat support to advance in the Senate. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington.
5: It's called the Inflation Reduction Act, and White House spokesperson Corinne Jean-Pierre says it does just that.
8: This is the plan that Democrats have. Uh, This is the plan that that the president has.
5: But it's a plan that will not work, according to Wharton Business School, which looked at the plan and said it will actually make inflation slightly worse until 2024 and then start to slow after that. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington.
2: So this is the uh, bill that Senator Manchin basically uh, agreed that he would finally support. agree to and support in uh, the Senate. Although it's it's still not uh, 100% sure, because uh, you have uh, Senator Kristen Simina of Arizona, who uh, they don't know for sure is on board <laughs> as of yet. They were mostly worried about uh, Manchin, because Manchin said he absolutely would not vote, yeah, and vote in, for the bill that they had put forward before. And in, in
3: recent uh, weeks, he has... Uh, been the one to break from uh, his party. hmm.
2: Um, Semina can have uh, a lot of power here and maybe get something that she wants, uh, in, in return for uh, a yes vote. Um, but as you heard there, um, you would have to see all 50 of the Democratic senators vote. That's why it's, uh, important that they get everybody on board to be able to pass this through reconciliation. Um, and maybe they need to change. It sounds like, uh, according to the Wharton School of Business, instead of the Inflation Reduction Act, it's the uh, Inflation Increasing Act, maybe, because mm-hmm. according to their numbers, this won't do anything to tamp down inflation over the next couple of years.
3: Somebody on Twitter was talking about they, they really wished. I thought it was funny because they said, I I really wish that prices could go back to what they were 50 years ago, but that salaries would stay the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, Email in from Paul
2: says, "Uh, I've written this email three times today and deleted it. I have no idea where I'm going with this, but I just need to vent. Yesterday, less than 24 hours ago, all the major news sites had declared that the United States had officially entered a recession. Historically, the indicator, which has never been any different, of the recession is two negative quarters in a row, which is what happened. Today, if you search the word recession, the first result now from WhiteHouse.gov, which features a new definition of recession, effectively rewinding history to fit the agenda of the government and to better control our outlook. As if different words on a computer screen will benefit the American citizen any, anyway, but money in our pockets and drive down this record-breaking inflation rate. Are you ready for even more? If you can feel your blood boiling now, just wait. Here's how little power we actually have. After this change was made, Wikipedia followed suit and suspended the editing feature on the recession page. This came after President Biden changed his position on the recession for the third time this week. We took screenshots yesterday, thankfully. At least we have them for reference, even though this is no longer the truth. However, I mean, you, you it doesn't matter what the definition of a recession is. I mean, all you have to do is look at your own pocket. Mm-hmm. Look at your own paycheck. And you, you feel, whether you know what the definition is from Wikipedia or the White House, if you're, you're making less money, you know, in, in your paycheck yeah. because of inflation or if you're paying higher food prices and gas prices, which I think we can all agree is happening.
3: I, uh, I, I would say simply do a self-examination and figure out which part of your body hurts the most. So you can say, I don't care what the president says. I don't care what the White House says.
2: I don't care what Wikipedia says. I know I personally am in a recession, mm-hmm. and I'm having to deal with it. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, feel free to uh, call us. You can also email Chris at KBI.com or Mike at kBI.com. Time for a check on sports, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian, the place to go if you want to get lunch open Monday through Saturday, beginning at 1030 every morning. Get in and find out why they're rated number one deli in the state of Idaho. Trade deadline is tomorrow. I don't know if... uh Chris's favorite team is going to lose their, their best player or not, but it's rumored. However, one big tra- uh, trade is already happening. Um, six years ago, when the Cincinnati Reds were in the middle of a rebuild, they traded a middle-of-the-rotation starter for a young prospect named Louis Castillo. Castillo broke out and developed into a two-time All-Star, leading the Royals' rotation for almost all his career so far. Despite his success, the Reds moving on towards another rebuild, and the Reds have traded Castillo to the Seattle Mariners for four minor leaguers, including the Mariners' top two prospects. Castillo was the top starting pitcher on the trade market, and the Reds landed a package of prospects to match that. Reds acquired shortstop uh, Novelli Marte, shortstop Edwin Arroyo, right-handed pitcher Levi Stout, and right-handed pitcher Andrew Moore. Marte and Arroyo are the Mariners' top two prospects by Baseball America's ranking. Stout ranks number 5 in the uh, Mariners' system. Arroyo, who is 18 years old, rated by Baseball America as the 48th best prospect. Trade deadline, like I said, is tomorrow. We get to find out if the uh, number one trade prospect in this year's uh, trade market, Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals, will be traded anywhere. Doesn't have to be, but very well Well, could be. The Washington Nationals are going to ask for a lot. Last year,
3: about this time, they got rid of Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. So if they want to solidify last place, they really need to get rid of Soto. <laughs> well, they also, if Soto does get traded, expect another at least
2: one or possibly two players to be traded with him mm-hmm. to get rid of a massive amount of contracts that uh, the Nationals are currently yeah. paying.
3: When, the, when they're not an race in a pennant race in Nationals Park in August and September, if you cheer, you can hear an echo of your own voice.
2: It's kind of hot and uh, uh, muggy in in Washington. Just a bit, yeah. Yeah.
3: KBOI Newstime, 747.
0: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: That's Jody Messina. She's going to be in town, and we have your tickets. As a matter of fact, all this week here on Casper and Chris, we'll be giving away tickets to see Jody Messina live in concert. All you have to do is uh, listen in and be ready to call sometime between now and 10 o'clock. We'll have a chance for you to get those tickets, 208-336-3700. If you have a Verizon phone, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Just be ready to call. We'll be looking for caller number six. Don't call us now. Caller number six when we uh, tell you to be ready to call, and uh, you can get those tickets once again this morning before 10 o'clock and all week. We'll have those to give away, plus $50 gift certificates to R&R Barbecue with our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. That's coming up here in just about 30 minutes or so from right now. I know we are a ways away from the presidential election. We still have a midterm election Mm -hmm. to get through, which is uh, very important. And I bring this up because uh, we, we've talked about things that Biden is doing right now. Um, there, there's no way that Biden is going to announce whether or not 100% sure he is going to run or not going to run for president in 2024 before the midterm elections. No matter how many Democrats tell him you shouldn't be running, we need a new person um, just because of his age. Um, same goes with Trump. Um, This is kind of an interesting thing. Um, RNC has warned Trump that if he announces that he runs for president before the midterm elections, they will stop paying his legal bills.
3: Hmm. Interesting arrangement.
2: Isn't it? Um, Republican leaders are worried that Donald Trump could hurt their midterm chances by announcing a run too soon. Um, Hope that they'll be able to dissuade him from doing so by cutting off money that he will have to fight some of the lawsuits um, and some of his legal problems. So far, the Republican National Committee has paid nearly $2 million to law firms representing Trump as part of his defense against personal litigation and government investigations.
3: That would seem like a lot if it weren't law firms.
2: <laughs> At a $1,000 an hour, I'm guessing, mm. probably somewhere around in there. RNC uh, official told ABC News that as soon as Trump would announce he is running for president, the payments would stop because the party has a neutrality policy that prohibits, prohibits it from taking sides in a presidential primary. This isn't the first time that legal bills have been seen as a possible leverage over Trump. According to the RNC's most recent financial disclosure to the Federal Elections Commission, from October 2021 through June of this year, the RNC paid at least $1.7 million to three law firms representing Trump, including firms that are defending him in investigations into his personal family business in New York. Last month alone, the RNC paid $50,000 to a law firm representative uh, representing Trump in uh, June. It's an open secret within the Republican Party that nobody <laughs> wants Trump to announce his candidacy no. until after the midterms.
3: There's no such thing as an open secret.
2: <laughs> the RNC is reportedly not covering Trump's legal bills, by the way, related to the House Special Committee's investigation into January 6th attack that's that's not a part of the thing that they uh, are covering Mm. but it is interesting to see um if you're wondering why trump hasn't announced as of yet has possibility of losing millions of dollars could be the reason right there
3: yeah like oh wait if you're not gonna pay
2: for my uh that's a good point if i can break even on this thing yeah i'll run if if i'm gonna
3: lose millions of dollars eh, there's no point in this
0: Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now
1: back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
11: A bat found in downtown Boise this week has tested positive for rabies. It was found on Tuesday on a sidewalk on Bannock Street across from Cecil D Andrea's Park. Two other dead bats were reportedly seen in the same area last week, and public health officials urge residents to take precaution as the rabies virus can be fatal in both people and pets if left untreated. If you or your pet touch the bat, you're asked to call 208-375-5211 to speak with a center. District Health Epidemiologist.
2: All right. Uh, first of all, let's get the name of the park <laughs> correct. Uh, it's not Cecile D'Andreas. Uh, Cecil D'Andreas. Mm-hmm.
3: Former governor of Idaho, two different times, also was the uh, U.S. Secretary of the Interior under Jimmy Carter.
2: This, you realize this park is just a few blocks away from our radius. I so do. Have you seen any dead bats? Um, oh, uh, I haven't come been Coming in and out of the building? I,
3: I, don't, I don't see well enough to see dead bats. I would just you know, think they were rocks or something.
2: Public health officials are urging Idahoans to take precautions. Avoid any contact with bats, which I do all the time anyway.
3: <laughs> Baseball bats, vampire bats. Yeah, none they, of, they none all of them have, are too much fun.
2: They, they all have rabies, possible rabies. Um, the rabid bat tested positive downtown Boise last week. Uh, it was found on a sidewalk. Apparently there have also been a few other dead bats that were seen not tested in the downtown Boise uh, area. This is the fourth rabid bat found in Idaho this year. Two were reported in Bannock County, one in Madison County. I didn't know this. Typically about 15 rabid bats per year are found in Idaho. Now, when mm. I say found per year, then in other words, they find the bats <laughs> and they're,
3: they get tested. Because they bite somebody, too, some once in a while, mm-hmm. usually, um, uh, usually an animal.
2: If you have handled a bat in the downtown Boise area in the last week, uh, the CDC is saying it's important that you contact your primary Care provider immediately to discuss the situation and determine if uh, rabies shots are warranted. State Public Health veterinarian uh, veterinarian Leslie Tangelson said that uh, bat bites are extremely small and very hard to see. So if there's any chance that you handled a bat near the park, there's a possibility you may not even know you have been bitten. If your pet picked up a bat near the park, Mm -hmm. even if currently vaccinated against rabies, you're supposed to talk to your veterinarian. Because rabies can be fatal to both people and pets.
3: If you have questions... Bats get blamed for so many things. I I mean, you know, they are actually at fault once in a while, but they get blamed for a lot of stuff.
2: If you have questions, you you can call uh, 208-375-5211, Central District Health, and speak with uh, the epidemiologist there. If you have questions, that number again is 208-375-5211. If rabies isn't enough, Idaho uh, has another monkeypox case, this one in the Treasure Valley. Monkeypox virus arrived in Canyon County. Southwest District Health reported Friday that a Canyon County resident is the first to test positive within the district, which includes Canyon, Adams, Gem, Owyhee, Payette, and Washington counties. The first probable case of monkeypox in Idaho was identified uh, about a month ago. Central District Health Area, which includes Ada, Boise, Elmore, and Valley Counties, reported a positive case of monkeypox there. Um, monkeypox spreads via very close personal contact. Most cases result in mild illness. Very rarely are they fatal. Anyone who has monkeypox is asked to self isolate until uh, lesions heal and new skin forms where the lesions used to be. They are currently in search of everyone that the person who has been identified. Has been in close contact with Mm. over the last few weeks.
3: And he may have ridden on planes, gone to work every day, Mm -hmm. you name it.
2: Um, And in other news, this in science news, murder hornets are no longer going to be referred to as murder hornets
3: they got a much nicer name
2: murder hornets are getting a new name
3: uh, which they can use when they murder people
2: in order to uh, eliminate the uh, racial context and more accurately represent their lifestyle and habitat murder hornets have uh, been renamed a little test for you Chris okay Um, the the test did they rename them a northern giant hornets B Asian nomadic hornets or C OJ Simpson (laughs) hornet
3: Uh, as much as I'd like to say C, I'm going to go with A. <laughs> yes. Um, so murder
2: hornets will now officially be known as northern giant hornets. Well, I mean, when you hear giant... Okay.
3: You, you mentioned in there, you said there was a racial problem with calling them murder hornets.
2: It's the Asian, what? Asian hornets. Oh, okay. Their technical term is giant Asian hornets. So that's, that's the reason mainly why they're changing their name to just northern giant hornets. But okay. I don't understand what was the problem with murder hornets. I mean, that's, it seems it's like not Asian murder, murder it, hornets. It, it, it
3: seems like, you know, not only a good description, but uh, a fair warning, really. Yeah, because, I
2: mean, good grief, they're kind of scary. They're huge. They can wipe out hey, a, you, a, an entire bee population. You think I should approach those uh,
3: murder hornets? No, I, I don't think you should.
2: How about giant uh, nor- or northern giant hornets? I mean, well, still, nor, st-
3: northern giant murder hornet. Y- y-
2: there you go. Why, I, don't, I don't understand why they took away the murder hornet out of it. I, I get, okay, you take away the uh, Asian, giant Asian hornets. I, I get it.
3: So some, some hornet lawyer says, well, it turns out they just kill in self-defense. <laughs> it's, if you don't scare them, they do not kill you. They're accused of murder there hornets
2: instead of actual murder hornets.
3: Murder suspect Hornets.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, man, there are so many things that I I just do not get. Um, another story that I just don't get. Um, after saying that he will never build one more foot of wall, um, President Biden has quietly agreed to complete uh, some of Trump's wall. <laughs>
3: But only the stuff that's already standing? Is that it? Just reinforce
2: it? Yeah, Well, no, not reinforce it because it didn't get finished. So he's agreed to finish some of the wall in Yuma, Arizona. Mm. Some of the holes that were not completed when Biden took office. He now says that he will go ahead and complete the building of the wall, even though he was not going to allow one more foot of wall to be built. He's receiving, uh, of course, as you would expect, a lot of criticism
3: from Republicans over this. He um, should tell everybody, I'm going to build it from the Pacific to the Gulf of Mexico, <laughs> but I refuse to extend it all the way to the Atlantic Ocean.
2: Uh, Department of Homeland Security, uh, head secretary, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, had authorized U.S. Customs and Border Protection to close four gaps in a border barrier that was not completed under Trump. Um, the project uh, meant to address... Operational impacts as well as immediate life and safety risks and will be funded with DHS's fiscal year 2021 appropriations, according to a press release released by the Department of Homeland Security. Biden administration just quietly approved construction of a border wall near Yuma, Arizona. Ryan Founder, uh, Fournier rather, uh, founder of Students for Trump tweeted Friday, remember when Biden attacked Trump over the walls that walls now apparently work.
3: I guess Biden couldn't abide to just stand there and look at half a wall. <laughs> not that he's been near it. Uh, well, not recently because, once again, he has COVID again. Right. Not that he's been near anybody.
2: After he tested na- or positive and then he tested negative for six days and was said to be over COVID. And now he has a, what are they calling it, bounce back COVID?
3: Or rebound or
2: Reinfection whatever. or rebound reinfection. Um, and they say a lot of this has to do with possibly Pax that older people who have received PaxLovid have seen a as rebound he, case of as, COVID. As,
3: as he famously did.
2: Mm-hmm. So now after six days of uh, testing negative, he has tested positive again and will be re-isolating for another uh, week to uh, 10 days till he can test, I guess, negative for, I, I don't know how many negative tests you have to have before you can officially again, go back
3: and be around people again. Again, there will be, uh, they're expecting a worldwide meme shortage during that time. <laughs>
2: KBOI news Time is 816. We'll take a break for traffic and weather. When we come back, we've got a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue that you can win with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. On the way next. Don't go away. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue. Remember, they have two locations, downtown Boise, right across from the Zions Bank building, and at the Village in Meridian. John is going to get first crack at our question today. John, our question, what was the first official appearance that Charlie Brown ever made on television? He specifically appeared in something. What was it?
4: I think it uh, was in 1959, a Ford Falcon commercial.
2: A Ford commercial. Man, you were really specific, and that is correct. Yay. Charlie Brown's first television appearance actually came in a Ford commercial. Now, when, when
3: you asked me that, I said, oh, I'm pretty sure it was... Uh a Charlie Brown Christmas in 1965 and you said nah I'm not nope, even
2: close no, yeah you you were off by about uh, 6 years congratulations mm-hmm. john you now officially have a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue hold on the line
3: oh that's great <laughs> um,
2: we've got uh, $50 gift certificates we'll be giving away all this week keep that in mind also on Friday morning that is going to be the KBY sweet deal of the week so once again just to give you an idea every week they sell out fast our our sweet deal Last week, to Barrel House Pub and Grill, sold out within half an hour. Um, R&R Barbecue is one of our f- very quick sellouts. I pretty much guarantee um, that if you wait half an hour, you're not going to get an R&R Barbecue gift certificate. So once again, Friday morning, whatever it does to make you remind yourself you need to set an alarm or uh, a reminder from Alexa, just remember to go in just before 9 o'clock, sign in at com. click on that Sweet Deals link, and you'll get that $50 gift certificate to r and Barbecue. Stick around. Still on the way before 10 o'clock. Sometime within the next hour and a half. Concert tickets can be yours. Uh, if you're a big fan of Jody Messina, you don't want to go away. We've got a chance for you to pick up uh, tickets to see Jody Messina live in concert today. As a matter of fact, we'll have all of those this week, the entire week, too. So make sure you're listening in to win. Be set to call. Uh, if you want to set your uh, speed dial right now, you can do that. If you want, 208-336-3700, pounds 670 if you have a Verizon wireless phone, when we give those away, we will be looking for caller number six. We'll take a break. Uh, coming up, news at the bottom of the hour. And we'll get back to some of your phone calls and emails here on News Talk KBOI
1: the Penn Wharton School
10: budget model raising questions about the Inflation Reduction Act, projecting slight inflation increases for two years, followed by a decrease in the forecast of low confidence that the bill will have any impact on inflation. Among the bill's key proposals, more than $300 billion in investments in climate change and health care initiatives. The bill needs full Democrat support to advance in the Senate. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington.
11: So what does this legislation include, and how does it aim to actually fight inflation? Well, on as you mentioned, both leaders, uh, Leader Schumer and Senator Manchin, say that this will make a down payment on historic deficit reduction by investing, as you just mentioned, some $300 billion towards that aim, as well as about $369 billion for those climate and energy programs. But in addition to that, it will also allow Medicare to negotiate uh, prescription drug prices, uh, which hopefully... Uh, with lower prices for many Americans cap out-of-pocket costs. It would also extend subsidies under the Affordable Care Act, so people who get their insurance uh, through uh, the government program would uh, see lower premiums uh, by extending those subsidies. And then, uh, as you can see, there are a number of other things attached, whether that's increasing the corporate minimum tax uh, to 15 percent, uh, reducing carbon emissions as part of the climate program by roughly 40 percent uh, by 2030.
2: The Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> that has no chance of reducing it's a, inflation.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, it's an odd name for it based on how many different things it's supposed to do.
2: You know why they do it? Because people will not take the time to find out what's in the act, so they want it to make it sound like, oh, well, I'm all for something that's going to reduce inflation, even if it doesn't reduce
3: inflation. Uh, again, I think, I think we point out all the time, if you're not willing to find out, What's in these bills you're voting for? Do not run for Congress.
2: And there are, I mean, I haven't had a chance to, to hear or read everything that is in the bill, but some of the highlights that you heard right there, there are some good things in this. Um, increasing money to the IRS to fight tax cheats. Who's against that other than tax cheats, right? Uh-huh, good point. That's good. Closing tax loopholes. Okay, negotiating prescription drug prices to lower
3: drug costs that's, that's probably a good idea
2: that that's not necessarily a bad thing increasing tax on corporations is not going to decrease inflation or reduce your taxes as a matter of fact it's going to raise your taxes even though biden says he will not increase taxes on anybody making over two hundred thousand or sorry, four hundred thousand dollars, but we found that wasn't even true. I always, uh, I always get the principle. Meant of that.
3: I always get the principle of that because they're essentially just advertising that uh the government needs more money, so we're going to get it from the people who have it.
2: Yeah, you know, it's it's basically calling redistributing wealth.
3: They no they, these These same people may end up with more because they, I mean, money trickles up. So, you know, the people at the top generally always have money, no matter how much you take from them.
2: Well, when it comes to increasing taxes on corporations, I mean, corporations, I mean, they don't, they don't just have money in their back pocket that they save for taxes. That money's got to come from somewhere. Or do they? That money's got to come from somewhere. All right. Any profit that a corporation makes comes from selling products mm-hmm. or services. That's the way they make a profit. They're not going to go broke paying taxes. So if they have to pay taxes and it's going to mean a deficit and the company ceases to exist, guess what? They're going to raise their prices. They're charging you and I and every American for whatever product that they give us or whatever service that they, they supply us with. That is increasing your taxes. And I get it. Inflation is also basically a tax. Inflation is what? Wait, 9, wait. 9% la- the last
3: quarter? It, it definitely always feels like a tax.
2: It, it Basically, it's a tax. You're, I mean, you, a tax you're, from the left? A yeah, tax from the right? Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a tax from anybody in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a tax on everybody. Now... It remains to be seen because they're going to pass this through reconciliation. So, um, now that Manchin is, has agreed to the bill that was, as it was put together, he was in negotiations, um, for about the last eight months because he didn't want to spend as much money as they were spending. Um, he's now agreed to do that. Now it remains to be seen, will they have the 50 votes? Because they either have to have all 50 There's Democrats
3: or a Republican has to cross it. Something in that bill appealed to Manchin. Either
2: it appealed to him or did he get tired of the constant pounding that he was being taken, um, no, by I, people I think, in his party going, dude, you're screwing up everything for us. You, you, you have to be
3: with us. I, th- I think you have to be a little Mazzo just to, uh, run for Congress. Yeah. Tom writes in, uh, Mike, at com. the
2: section of while being billed in Arizona is Kristen Sinema State. Let's see how she votes in the Mansion and Schumer's bill. And we brought that up a little bit earlier. Does she now take up the mantle and go, well, wait a minute, I'm not for this either. This is spending a lot of money. And now that it's come out, they've had a chance, um, economic experts have had a chance to go over it and decide, you know, whether it does actually decrease inflation, which they're saying it doesn't. Does that change, you know, how how cinema might vote on this particular bill? Because, yeah, before it was Mansion and Cinema, but Mansion, the more powerful of the two senators, was the one that they wanted to get on board first. Now they have done that. We haven't heard if Cinema is going to back it or if she's not going to back it. We'll find out possibly when they vote, or if Cinema goes says, "Hey, look, I'm not really oh, in favor know. of this either."
3: You know how the thinking goes. I realize the uh, expert economists at the Wharton School said this won't work, but I believe that common sense (laughs) says it will.
2: Yeah, let's not listen
3: to that. That's only like, what, 88% of Americans talk like that? Mm Mm-hmm.
2: It is interesting. um, One of the things in there is a $7,500 tax credit that will go to anybody who wants to purchase a new electronic vehicle. Sounds great, right?
3: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> a little bit. The, the average but, cost um, of
2: a new electronic vehicle yeah, is $80,000. That's,
3: that's the problem right there.
2: 80000 That's the average cost. That's not the cost of all electronic vehicles. So don't go, oh, wait, I bought a one that was only 43000 mm-hmm. That's the average cost of all electric
3: vehicles sold is $80,000. People keep tweeting, and, and they've been doing this for weeks now, that they've been tweeting that, you know, I, I, I can't afford $5, uh, you know, a gallon gas, so I think I'm going to go buy myself an $80,000 car. <laughs> But the, the, the problem Judge with said that, that though. But but the problem with that is it's never been about saving you money. It's none of this is about saving you money. It's supposed to be about saving the air that you breathe, the planet you live on, that sort of thing. But money? No. It's supposed to cost you money so that you do want to save the environment. Right?
2: Save the climate. Stop climate change. I'm I'm sure there's some sort
3: of logical chain in there somewhere i just i lose track of it
2: by the way um that seventy five hundred dollar tax tax credit on an average cost of an eighty thousand dollar vehicle um stops at two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in income so if you make two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars or more you don't get that tax credit
3: yeah i'm still okay
2: but are you going to go pay it spend uh eighty grand on a electronic vehicle no, I, I you already spent fifty grand on an electronic vehicle. I already
3: did that. Vehicle? No,
2: you have a hybrid.
3: This well, is true. For, this is strictly for electronic it's o- it's vehicles. Only, it's only partially electronic.
2: <laughs> exactly. So this is strictly for electronic and vehicles. So the, and
3: technically, it was a little under forty-eight grand anyway.
2: The president wants you to get rid of that vehicle, Chris. Okay, because it burns gasoline. Yeah, not very much. It doesn't. <laughs> but he wants none of that. Baby steps. By the way, uh, if you're curious, gas prices continue to go uh, down nationally.
3: Yeah, this is like what 50 days in a row or something.
2: National average is now five dollars and four cents a gallon. That's and, and there the are places national average.
3: There are places where it's uh, like 349.
2: Eighteen states have gas under four dollars a gallon. Yeah. 18 states. Idaho isn't even close. We're still at, uh, I I did notice nothing has fallen over the weekend, still at about uh, 493
3: again. (laughs) This is the point where Idaho and start, stop blaming the Fed and start blaming the state and going, okay, now who's in charge of this? Yeah.
2: Why is this happening? 208-336-3700 208-336-3700 Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless uh, we, Our phone lines are open Like I said, you can get through to us if you can't call us You can also take part in the show by emailing Mike at KBOI.com or Chris at KBOI.com Send us a message or you can text us 208-336-3700
1: Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1 Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton This is Casper and Chris Live and local on News Talk KBOI
11: So what does this legislation include, and how does it aim to actually fight inflation? Well, on as you mentioned, both leaders, uh, Leader Schumer and Senator Manchin, say that this will make a down payment on historic deficit reduction by investing, as you just mentioned, some $300 billion towards that aim, as well as about $369 billion for those climate and energy programs. But in addition to that, it will also allow Medicare to negotiate uh, prescription drug prices, uh, which hopefully, uh, would lower prices for many Americans cap out-of-pocket cost. It would also extend subsidies under the Affordable Care Act, so people who get their insurance uh, through uh, the government program would uh, see lower premiums uh, by extending those subsidies. And then, uh, as you can see, there are a number of other things attached, whether that's increasing the corporate minimum tax uh, to 15 percent, uh, reducing carbon emissions as part of the climate program by roughly 40 percent uh, by 2030.
2: Your thoughts, Um, are are there enough good things in the bill? I mean, because we went over some of the things. Some of the things, you know, are are things that all Americans want, whether Republican or Democrat. I think all Republicans and all Democrats and anybody else in between wants to have less expensive pharmaceutical drugs. Some of the prices that people pay on drugs, absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So is that? Is that not necessarily a good thing, but are the good things outweighed by what might be considered some of the not so good things? You're going to see taxes increase. You also, as as you heard in uh, previous uh, news drops that we played for you, economic, uh, economists have said that this will not lower inflation, even though the bill is called the Inflation Reduction Act has no chance of reducing inflation especially
3: for the first 2 years which well there's always there are always crime reduction acts too but they never work mm-hmm. either do they
2: um that would be especially bad news for democrats because you would want to see inflation being reduced in the first 2 years because in 2 years there's a presidential election <laughs> that is coming up that would be right? convenient wouldn't it yeah so that's that's definitely one thing um you know and, and as i mentioned increasing money to the irs to fact to fight tax cheats who can be against that unless you're actually cheating on your taxes
3: no that's true nobody i and gee i I bet hardly anybody's doing that
2: (laughs) (laughs) now if you are cheating on your taxes and going well wait a minute you know i i cheat but it's not it's not really illegal cheating what 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 kind is it then I make mistakes on my tax returns. Oh, yeah. That's it. It's a, not like, it's not like they're on purpose I for, for, I for crying for, out I loud. Forgot,
3: I forgot to carry the two, so <laughs> I ended up not paying on $20,000.
2: Wayne writes in, Mike at KBOI.com, uh, emailing us this morning, the definition of inflation, many dollars chasing too few goods, is and has been accurate forever. The only people who don't understand it, the Democrats who probably will redefine inflation so that we no longer have it. However, this bill addresses neither issue. This bill does not reduce the money supply and it does not increase the production of goods. It's another Democrat wish list that we do nothing to solve any problem.
3: Let's see. This one's not, uh, it's not signed, but it's, it's about something we mentioned earlier. Uh, he says, what is the point of pointing out all the frivolous lawsuits against president Trump? It seems Mike is guilty of vote tampering by spreading vicious rumors. Uh, First off, mm-hmm. first off, they're not frivolous lawsuits; they're actual lawsuits <laughs> against uh, Trump. Uh, number two, he's not vote tampering just by mentioning what those lawsuits are, and it's also not spreading vicious rumors. They're actual lawsuits. That's not; they're not rumored lawsuits.
2: Also, um, in the story we mentioned, it's not just lawsuits. Some of them are criminal charges. Yeah.
3: Um, now, whether he's guilty or not, we don't know yet don't because know. they haven't had the court case yet. Exactly. I but, only, once, but once they do, we'll, we'll you know, know what they figured out.
2: I only mentioned that the RNC says they will stop paying for them if Trump announces before the midterm election whether he is going to run for president or not.
3: But right now they're paying.
2: Right now they're paying because Trump has not announced. Listen to KBOI online. Go to
0: KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com, talking about the uh, new... Inflation reduction acts we'll be talking about it for a little while. my uh, guess would be um passed by the way um it, this this past Friday or not not passed as of yet, but agreed to so uh the vote my guess will be coming up this week because everybody leaves for vacation for a month here uh at the end of this week.
3: It's not like Congress to leave things undone. <laughs>
2: So uh, my guess would be that this is going to be pushed through this week. Now we're due to talk with Congressman Russ Fulcher. This, of course, will be coming up for a vote in the House. That's where it is, you know, expected to have an easier time of passing. Uh, The the getting it passed in the Senate's the one that's going to be possibly a little problematic still, even with Senator Manchin agreeing to it. Um, And you heard in the news report right there from ABC News at the top of the hour. Um, Senator Christian Sinema of Arizona has not said one way or the other well, she w- which way she will vote. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Democrats are holding their breath. Republicans probably On <laughs> um, because uh, they're going to pass this through reconciliation. So they only need 50 votes. Washington Times claims that the Inflation Reduction Act, even though President Biden said that he would not raise taxes on anybody making over $400,000 a year, would raise taxes on everybody making over $30,000 a year.
3: <laughs> so that uh, includes uh as a subset the people who are actually also making 400,000? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, you
2: know, I I don't know if that's true or not, but that's from the Washington Times. I hope that that's not true. My guess would be anybody making over $30,000 a year would also <laughs> hope that that's not true, which is safe again. A lot of people <laughs> yeah. just
3: made it under the wire there. <laughs>
2: Um, uh, emails in, uh, Jan writes in, good morning. I believe one, uh, rich citizen boasts, he doesn't pay taxes, close the loopholes and have the rich pay a percentage like the rest of us, Jan and Boise. That's one of the things that, uh, in the bill closing, um, some of the, uh, loopholes when I loopholes uh... in the tax code, which by the way, it, for those of you, who I mean, I, it, loopholes get a bad name. And people hear loopholes and they go, "Oh, that's illegal." Why do they get it? Take mm-hmm. advantage? Loopholes are legal. They, if you take advantage of a loophole, if you don't take advantage of a loophole in the tax code, you're an idiot <laughs> because it's a legal way to save money on taxes. Now, if yeah. you want to close a loophole in the tax the, code, you, yeah. I mean, Congress can do that.
3: It's not really a loophole so much as it—it's just wording that says you don't have to pay this if you don't uh, if you would prefer not to.
2: Right. I think it gets into a lot of people think. Well, that it's something only rich people can take advantage of. You know, there are loopholes that everybody can take advantage of in the uh, tax code. It's not just for rich people. Now, granted, you have to owe taxes to be able to take advantage of it. If you don't owe taxes, you know there there's no way to take advantage it of the, it.
3: It was the guy that used to say, uh, "You know, a world full of tax cheats is not where I want to raise my twenty four children." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Terry. Writes in uh, Mike at KVOI.com. Uh, it does, the bill does not say it will lower the cost of prescription drugs, only try to negotiate. That's word salad from the Democrats again. There you go. Okay, you're not, you're not wrong. It doesn't. Uh, m- my inference was that it would try to lower taxes, but you're right. It just says it would give right. the ability to negotiate uh, lower prices on drugs.
3: It's uh, supposed to be a step toward lowering drug prices.
2: And there's also complaints uh, about that particip- part, part of the uh, bill, too. And I, I get that most people want to see anybody who has had to get a drug prescription, for the most part, knows that there are certain prescriptions that just seem ridiculously expensive. And the criticism in... Some of them are more life-saving. Yeah. The criticism in in lowering drug prices is if you force um, lower prices for certain drugs that are approved by the FDA, it will stop the money needed to do other Research. research and studies on other drugs in the future. So it takes away money that they might have... That they put aside for research by charging for stuff that they
3: are currently selling. They're budgeting much more than that for research because that's their bread and butter. Essentially, come up with something that nobody else has, get a patent on it, and then and then then charge whatever you want. Exactly, pretty much. Um, But the life-saving drugs—I mean—they have a point when they say that you know things that uh, tons of people need, like for instance, um, diabetes medication, right? Insulin, that sort of thing. Which has um,
2: become ridiculously expensive over the past there decade.
3: Are, th- there are some insurance plans that don't cover it, or they cover just enough of it to where you may have uh, half a week at the end of the month where you're not allowed to get any, even though you're out. And it doesn't work out for some people, especially those who drop dead.
2: Um, what was the other complaint here uh, a few years ago? Um, the uh, Appy Pens. Used to be able to get an epipen for people who you know Are might, allergic to might yeah. be allergic to bee stings. That would they would die if they got stung by a, a bee and didn't have an epipen with them. They would die.
3: Or came in contact with uh, some sort of tree net.
2: A few years ago, epipens went from a couple of bucks per pen to a hundred dollars per pen. Why?
3: Cause it, cause they because because they could. Well, because they could, and they figured the insurance companies would just pay it. Because what were they going to do? Where, where else are you going to get an EpiPen?
2: Yeah. But that's right. There's the problem. It's like, all and right, the problem. Here's...
3: The problem there is that people who don't have insurance, and there are still all, there still still are people who don't have insurance, uh, won't be able to afford something they need to save their own life.
2: Exactly. You know, so when it comes it comes to certain things like that, it's like why why all of a sudden for years and decades you know epipen cost five dollars or less, and all of a sudden boom, nothing has changed. It's not a better epipen or anything like that. It's just one day to the next, it jumps to a hundred dollars per epipen. That's the type of stuff that that. When it comes to drugs, and I just use that as one specific example, there are other examples out there. There was the example of uh, some cancer drug here a few years ago that a new company bought out the old company that had the patent on the cancer drug, and as soon as they bought it, they raised the price from like, um it was like, I can't remember how little it was to like $7,500 a dose. I mean, it, it increased by 7,000% or something like that, and the only thing that changed was who owned the patent. Yeah. That was the only thing that changed. And they said, you know, roundly criticized as well they should for, you know, taking advantage. Now, I'm a I'm a capitalist. I believe in capitalism and, and making money. But doing something like that, you're already yeah, making even, money and then going, oh, but I can charge $7,500
3: $7, and insurance will pay for it. Even capitalism has rules and ethics, things like that. You can't just you know, set it free and let it do whatever it wants. It's like how in America, I mean, it is a free country. We're allowed to do what we want. However, that's up to a point. Uh, you know, we can't go around killing other people mm-hmm. stuff like that. There are, there are always rules uh, that keep you from just, you know, just, I don't know, I, charging whatever you want for, you know, whatever product you want.
2: Uh, Gordon, New Plymouth, thanks for being on uh, with us You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you.
5: Good morning to you as well. Well, this inflationary fighting bill, it's, it sounds wonderful to me. I could, here's something uh, for the financial service industry. Uh, they're against it because of the, the threat to their carried interest tax loophole. They don't want to have to pay taxes on a certain kind of income that the, that the hedge fund managers um, get. And there's plenty for the fossil fuel industry not to like because there's incentives for uh, – electric cars, and as you've just been talking about, there's big pharmas against it because we're going to have competitive bidding of their products. So here's financial services, fossil energy, and uh, financial services, fossil energy, what was the other one? Financial services, fossil energy, and big pharma, all against this thing because it's going to cost them. So naturally, uh, they fund information. They, they arrange for information to be on on the radio and in, in print to, to fight this. And I just hope people have sense enough to realize that that is the swamp. You know, the Republicans have been saying that the swamp is the, is the liberals that want to tear down the country. It used to be the swamp of the lobbyists representing the most powerful, richest corporations. It, and that is the truth. It's big pharma, It's fossil fuel. It's, it's financial services. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's the swamp, And this bill is fighting it. And I hope your listeners will are supporting that.
2: So um, what do you you say in the Wharton Business School came out, you know, because this is called the Inflation Reduction Act and said that there is no way that this will fight inflation. As a matter of fact, it will probably increase inflation.
5: Well, I think if uh, there's more people who can afford the inflated prices, that'll be almost as good as fighting inflation.
2: (laughs) Uh, I guess that is one way to look at it. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it, Gordon. My
5: pleasure.
3: Thank you. It's like my dad, my dad used to talk about uh, how uh, throughout his entire life, uh, his hourly wage was about the same as a gallon of gas. Now, it, it would be, I mean, wages have to be higher than that now considerably. But for the longest time, I mean, we know when guys were making a dollar an hour, Gas was uh, either a dollar or lower than it than you know than a dollar a gallon, mm-hmm. and you know as it as it rose, so did everything else. But um, I don't know. Just w- once in a while, it gets a little out of control. Could you
2: imagine right now if the, if that was the same now as it was then? That I told gas you the, is fifteen dollars a gallon. You,
3: yeah, I, I, well, I told you what what people want to do. They want to. Uh, go back to the prices that existed 50 years ago and keep the salaries that exist right now. Because 50 years ago, the salaries were such that all the stuff that seems really cheap now was still expensive.
2: 208 pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Dow made a big uh, bounce back here, well, a little bit earlier. was up about 70 points after being down 170 in the futures. But even right now, it's basically flat we're uh, down five dollars and 91 cents on the dow so starting out the new month last month best month since november of 2020 when it comes to the uh, stock market we'll keep an eye on that for the rest of the day see if we'll start off august on the same way or if things will change up drive home live and local with nate shellman this afternoon at three now back to mike
1: casper and chris walton this is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: online's lines open if you want to participate in the show. That is encouraged. 208-336-3700. pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. Toll free 1-800-529-5264. Those numbers are also good to know because on the way in the next 30 minutes, we are going to give away tickets to see Jody Messina live in concert. Uh, we'll give those to caller number 6 coming up here sometime within the next 30 minutes. Don't call now. Sometime within the next 30 minutes washington dc uh, mayor muriel bowser uh, recently appeared on cbs face the nation to discuss persistent homelessness problem plaguing the uh, city of washington dc hauser called on the federal government to get more involved as she fears illegal immigrants are being tricked into traveling to washington dc take a listen
8: the uh, washington post reported last week that homeless shelters in dc were filling up um, and groups are getting overwhelmed by these buses that the governors of texas and and arizona are sending here full of migrants how significant is this influx how many people well this is a very significant issue uh, we have for sure called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into getting on buses. Uh, we we think they're largely asylum seekers uh, who are going to final destinations that are not Washington, D.C. Uh, I worked with the White House to make sure that FEMA provided a grant to a local organization um, that is providing services to folks, um, but I fear that they're being uh, tricked into nationwide um, bus trips when their final destinations are places all over the United States of America. So it's not just local taxpayers picking up the tab. You're saying the federal government is helping. Well, local taxpayers are not picking up the tab and should not pick up the tab. Um, And we really need a coordinated federal response. We know um, that it's done uh, for refugees who who come uh, to to the states from all points uh, of the world. And the same has to be uh, done
2: in this situation. So Local taxpayers not picking up, shouldn't pick up the tab for immigrants who are being tricked, as she said, uh, getting on to buses in Washington, D.C. However, apparently local taxpayers, it's okay in Texas, Arizona, all those other states, that they pay the tab I for I would, immigrants
3: if, coming. If here. I were an immigrant, I wouldn't have to be... Uh, tricked into tricked. getting on a bus <laughs> they would say okay here's here's a bus going to somewhere that's far away from the border and i'd say okay that's where uh, yeah. i want to be uh, far away from the border let's go maybe that's what she considers being tricked
2: um she now by the way has requested the activation of the dc national guard to help with the illegals who are arriving by bus to the nation's capital for months migrants had been bused into washington dc from texas and arizona because Texas and Arizona were tired of spending their money to house and feed them, and said, let's send them to Washington, D.C. The reason, because Washington, D.C. was close to the White House, so that maybe it would draw attention about how much of a problem this would be. Bowser said 4,000 migrants have arrived so far in a humanitarian crisis that has reached a tipping point. Her words, quoting there, Republican uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott began chartering buses to send migrants to D.C. and other so-called sanctuary cities earlier this year. Bowser requested uh, the help of the National Guard in a letter to the Office of the Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and a second letter to the White House.
3: Here's uh, an instant message from The Fudge Man who says
2: if that is his real name
3: you know it it could be after the uh, passage of the chips and science law micron announced it will expand in the united states but not necessarily in idaho micron ceo said the company is evaluating multiple states across the u.s the fact that all four of idaho's congressional delegation voted against the bill will give micron a solid reason not to expand here thanks guys in washington the Treasure Valley could use a couple thousand well-paying jobs with good benefits, but your orders from GOP leadership must be followed, or your reelection funds will be cut off. We get it. I
2: don't necessarily know if that's the reason. As long as the money comes to the United States, I don't. I don't think anybody has a problem because some of that money, as long as Micron expands, is still going to be here in the in Idaho, because Micron is based in Idaho. I think the problem was. And we're going to talk with Congressman Russ Fulcher later this week. The problem was, and he was, in the times before he's been on with us, he said he was in favor of this bill. But we're going to find out why he is against it. My guess is he had a chance to read what was actually in the bill. And some of the criticism is that the money goes to these chip makers with nothing stating that the money has to be used here in the United States. So if they wanted to expand, they can expand, but they could use that money in some other country which I don't think is necessarily
3: a good thing here's a question for you let's say that you're a congressman or a senator and there's a bill before you and you like 95 percent of what's in that bill but five percent of it you don't like at all Do you vote for the bill to get the ninety five percent or do you turn it down because of the five percent
2: um... i i think it would depend on what that five percent is if i can stomach that five percent you know if being if i'm in that case It's like, okay, I can stomach it. There's so much good in this bill. Even though I hate this, I still want to pass it because there is a good bill. Uh, But however, if there's, you know, that 5% is so horrible and I can't stand it, then I, you know, it would depend on what's in the bill. 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. As promised, Jody Messina is going to be coming to the Treasure Valley. We have concert tickets. You'll want to see her. We've got uh, tickets. Caller number 6 right now, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Once again, caller 6, Doc carefully. Good luck.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are our news talk KBOI.
2: Congratulations, Debbie Ingram was calling number six, and she is now officially headed this Friday night, Revolution Concert concert House, to uh, see Jody Messina live. You want to see Jody Messina? Absolutely free. Keep listening all this week. We will have tickets that we'll be giving away every morning this week, and once again, this is coming up for the uh, concert Friday night. This Friday night, so if you're looking for a great date night, stick around all this week. We'll have tickets to Jody Messina for you to win at the Revolution Concert House, compliments of Newstock KBOI. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670, on your Verizon wireless. Uh, just to give you an update, stock market looks like it's going to be trending upward. First day of the month, even though we were down in the futures about 170 points earlier this morning. Right now, Dow's up 67 points. What color is that? Green! Oh. It's green! And that means
3: what? I forget.
2: Um, good green ah, green good
3: green good Red, bad.
2: green go yeah okay uh joe boiling in boise writes in uh mike an analysis is reported by the national review performed by the wharton school found that spending deal reached by senators mansion and schumer will have a minimal long-term impact on inflation and why do you keep yakking that it's going to increase inflation like wildflow wildfire um i've never said that matter of fact Wildfire, the first time I've ever mentioned the word wildfire, is right down in your email. The analysis found that the Inflation Reduction Act would very slightly, I'm thinking you left out a word there, probably would very slightly increase Uh, inflation.
3: Possibly a a large part of the sentence, yeah.
2: The increase could be as high as 0.05 percentage points in 2024 and could be uh, followed by an estimated 0.25% increase uh, fall in personal consumption expenditures. By the late 2020s.
3: All right, let's. You, see, haven't, you haven't been saying it's going to increase inflation like wildfire. You've been saying that according to, just like he said, according to the Wharton School a review, that it would uh, not reduce inflation and might even add a little bit to it. But it's it's not like it's going to double or triple it. Take a listen.
10: The Penn Wharton School budget model raising questions about the Inflation Reduction Act, projecting slight inflation increases for two years, followed by a decrease in the forecast of low confidence that the bill will have any impact on inflation. Among the bill's key proposals, more than $300 billion in investments in climate change and health care initiatives. The bill needs full Democrat support to advance in the Senate. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington.
2: There you go. Those are the facts. We've played that particular clip. Uh, I think that's the third time we've played it this morning, Mm -hmm. throughout the morning. Um, Nowhere did it say it's going to be raising uh, inflation like wildfire. Wildfire. I've just said that the Inflation Reduction Act, as it is called, is not going to reduce inflation as it says it's going to do. All right, then. If it doesn't go down, that's not reduction. Now, it's to, still to, very to be high be fair,
3: at 9%. To be fair, in other, in other stories this morning, we have talked about wildfires, but those are the <laughs> ones that are actually on fire.
2: Yeah, California, Montana. Uh, Steve in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Well,
6: I'm with you, Mike. I'd rather have wildflowers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
6: this uh, mayor in D.C., uh, they're not really a state, so I don't know that they should be required to take people, but it's a good place to send people. Uh what what if if they were the fifty first state and they took uh uh one fifty or one fifty first ones yeah. <laughs> that's that a word? Fifty first, yeah, one fifty first of the uh uh immigrants, uh, then what would that number be? I mean, they said you said it was four thousand now, but what would it be if it was uh let me see there's last I heard there was four hundred almost four hundred thousand uh gotaways i don't know what the total number coming in, but it would be considerably more than four thousand yeah
2: you're it? you're not wrong yeah like ten time ten times that many yeah, probably yeah twenty times that many some around thirty what eight thirty nine thousand something like that.
6: You know, and I think all the states should should fare equally uh, with the border crisis because Texas and Arizona are are getting slammed. California, California has been getting slammed for years. I remember going down there back in the uh, 70s, late 70s, early 80s, somewhere in there, and Tijuana wasn't bordering California then, but now it is.
2: But California wants them. I mean, they're they're a well, sanctuary they, state. They said, if you if you if they come there, they're not going to help ISIS try and find and, or and, investigate if they're there illegally.
6: And California has two economies: the uh, regular one they consider, plus the cash economy. So, I mean, you know, it, it has its repercussions. They they, you know, back in the late '90s, they were saying that it was the illegal immigrants that overtaxed the hospitals down there and made them insolvent. So, you know, I, I yeah, think California, California's got a lot of easily. money. They
2: can handle it.
6: Oh, yeah. But you know what? <laughs> Just if, raise if, the taxes. If they, would, if they would fix the border problem, somebody's prompting these people to come to the United States from uh, South America and Central America, and I, I think I know who that guy is. I think we ought to send... Uh, a whole batch of them to Martha's Vineyard.
2: <laughs> well, you know what the big I complaint think George is. George would appreciate it. You know what the big complaint is now, don't you? Too many what? Americans are moving to Mexico. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Me- Mexicans are what? complaining that too many uh, Californians from uh, the United States, mostly, are moving because it's much cheaper to live. In Mexico than it is in California. So, you know, they have they have yeah. dual locations and they're complaining now that there's too many Americans in mm-hmm. Mexico.
6: <laughs> yeah, I have uh, some friends who moved to uh, Portugal and the number of expats just keeps growing exponentially because they can live cheaper in foreign countries.
2: Yeah. Well, and especially in foreign countries, there are some foreign countries and I think Portugal is one of them um, that are set up have really good rules for people from the United States living. there. They want them to come there and bring their money there. Who was one of them? Portugal, I think, is one oh, of Portugal? them. Oh,
3: Portugal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever seen House uh, Hunters International? They look.
2: I don't. Uh, I don't think I have. Oh. Is
3: that? It? It's, on like H- it's, it's on like it's on like hdtv or something. But they they have people who are wanting to live overseas or just live in other countries, and uh, sometimes surprising ones. Yeah. And they help them look for houses. And in some of them, you can get, uh, you know, a house about the size of your current bathroom. Uh, and, and that's all you can get for, a, you know, like $1,500 a month
2: or so. Yeah. There's a lot of places that, you know, I think uh, you mentioned Portugal. I think uh, Costa Rica is another one where, I mean, you can get Panama. Panama is another one where you can get really nice houses um, that you would never be able to afford here in the United States. Um, banking rules are are similar. They make banking rules. Easy for American citizens, and and the other thing that's really a lot more inexpensive than here in the United States is healthcare, and that's why a lot of people, especially older people that are retired and living on you know a certain income, can go there and not have to worry about healthcare, which is a big concern here in the United States. If, as you get older, being able to afford healthcare. Thank you for the call, Steve. Appreciate it. You bet. See you guys. Uh, John in Nampa. Good morning. You're on Newstalk KBY. Hello, John. John, are you there? I can hear you breathing. All right, we'll put that on hold, and maybe John will come back. Uh, Text message in, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. People holding their breath should be the American people. If this spending bill raises inflation, it won't make any difference to the politicians. Their salary, benefits, travel expenses, and guaranteed uh, income will continue, Republican or Democrat. Yeah, you're not going to see them taking a pay cut. Have we ever seen, has has Congress ever taken a pay cut?
3: (laughs) Not that I recall.
2: I I don't believe it has ever happened.
3: Food for Thought says, you know how you get a tax refund if you pay in too much. So do you get a huge tax-free return when you win a big lottery, like the next year after the IRS takes their unfair share? No, you don't. They, uh, with, with income tax, you never know exactly how much you're going to make in a year, or most people don't know exactly. And so you pay in a certain amount with every paycheck just uh, you know, so the government can function, supposedly. Uh, as as well as it ever functions anyway. But with a the lottery, they know exactly how much tax to yep. take out and they will take it out. Yep. And no, they will not give it to you uh, <laughs> back. You. By the way, you don't get a choice. You know, you know what? I'm going to pay later. So don't take
2: any of my tax. No, that is automatic. Mm-hmm. They take the money from you before you even get your paycheck. It's not even, it's like they don't trust you in paying your taxes that, later.
3: That $1.3 billion mega millions jackpot. If the person ends up taking the uh, one uh, lump Instant sum, it'll be him. it'll be like seven hundred and sixty five thousand. However, minus taxes, which are in excess, I think, of forty percent, uh, if you add state and depending on what state you live in, mm-hmm. obviously, I don't know about Illinois. Uh, and um, if you take the annuity it, after taxes, it comes out to about twenty six million. If you lived in Idaho. Here's the crazy part. 26 million a year. I mean, here's the crazy part too that I was reading, um, when it comes to
2: the lottery payout. So, so say, um, that uh, we, I don't know what the, uh, taxes are in Illinois, but say, um, like my wife has traveled to Illinois numerous times over the last couple of months while the lottery was going on and say she bought the lottery ticket there. And even though she lives in Idaho, uh, she would have to pay the taxes in Illinois in addition to Idaho because she bought the tax or the lottery ticket in Illinois. Hmm. So <laughs> as, as you are traveling, you might want to keep that, that in mind um, because there are, as you just said, some States where you get charged a lot more in taxes than other States for the state taxes. And also the uh, taxes on gambling. Cause once again, even though, you know, you wouldn't consider gambling, the lottery being gambling it is considered gambling and that's why you have to pay such a high tax rate on uh, what you do indeed win all right we'll take a quick break uh, one more segment on the way Two zero eight three pounds 670 on your verizon wireless final chance to get through your emails phone calls up next
0: for your google play simply say hey google play 670 kboi
1: now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi
2: 3700 pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. email us Mike at kbuI.com or Chris at KBUI.com. an email from Terry says fighting inflation does not mean lowering inflation what what does it mean then does not you don't you mean
3: lowering prices no she says mean that,
2: or... he, he says that fighting inflation does not mean lowering inflation
3: what, what that's exactly um, what that means well, I would I would think <laughs> Does, is there more explanation than that
2: that's it okay i i yeah fighting inflation does mean lowering inflation that's the way you fight inflation you don't you don't increase in inflation and say hey we're fighting inflation
3: i would imagine that's what happens if you win
2: it's a little confusing uh jim writes in uh the guy who called earlier from new plymouth thinks that big pharma will pay no they will not pay they will just pass the cost on to consumers you're not necessarily wrong there either because uh, that's what they have done from the mm-hmm. beginning of big pharma is that their prices all get passed on eventually to the consumers. Now, they may up front load the research, but when they get that particular something uh, drug that is approved and shows that it does work, that's where they get their money back and they that, start
3: charging you. For. Something that people have been a little bit perturbed about, especially on social media the last few days is that when ExxonMobil and a couple of the other, uh, British Petroleum and a couple of the other uh, gas companies or oil companies uh, gave their quarterly results, their earnings, they were really, really high. Like they were making just, you know, billions more than they had been making before. And of course, prices of gas are through the roof at the mm-hmm. moment. Uh, how do those things go together? On, on, on how, what do you mean? Our prices have gone way up and we're making tons of money. So why can't you lower the prices if you're making tons of money?
11: Well, I'm
2: guessing you probably can. Um, there is some money that has to be made back because you remember hundreds of billions of dollars was lost in 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and the government didn't write a check and say, hey, we understand you guys are losing money, so we're going to write you a $20 billion yeah, check to, to make yeah. up for all the money you lost you this have, year.
3: You have to be a major bank for that to happen, apparently. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, I mean, part of this is just making money back that they lost in 2020, because you'll remember when oil prices dropped down to below zero. They were paying people because they didn't have room to store the gas or the the oil at the time so they actually had to pay people to take the money i think it got down to what mine minus four dollars a barrel mm-hmm. yeah. now it's selling for over a hundred dollars a
3: barrel I don't, I don't remember gas or oil suddenly becoming free
2: though. yeah i i don't remember that either uh john in nampa we got about uh, 45 seconds here
3: yeah okay good
4: i'll try to get s- splatter this out there i called in last week about uh the uh fentanyl uh, epidemic and how that is mo- mostly affecting liberal Democrats. And that's the reason why it's in the news. And Submitwick wrote in later, so, and I guess she identifies as a woman, uh, said that oh, that's not true. Uh, MSNBC just did a report on that. So I went on YouTube and I looked up everything on NBC and MSNBC. Couldn't find anything particular that new, but I did find something like a week ago. And they had a map of the United States and all the things affected by fentanyl, and California and all the liberal states were the heaviest affected by fentanyl deaths, and the one state that was in the green was South Dakota, Christy Nome State, who who's taking care of her people. Just thought I'd throw that out there. I do do my research. You may not like it, but the... Uh, well, and Pfizer. Did they did of, they, the
3: did they they have the causation, though? Was it because people are liberal or, or because so many more people live in those, uh, those states and cities?
4: I... I think it's, well, they didn't say it that way, but uh, I think it's not. Be, I think it's because of the liberal idea that we can you can get away with risking your health that bad. Uh, mom and dad don't know what they're talking about. Government doesn't know what, the law doesn't know what it's talking about. I'm going to go ahead. I, I have control of this. I'm going to take my fentanyl or whatever I want and live however I want. And it's somebody else's consequences when they end up in a hospital, apparently.
2: Okay. Thank you for the call, yeah, it John. Was,
4: it was liberal. It was liberal states that had the highest rate of deaths.
2: All right, but they're going
4: to vote anyways.
2: Well, of course, everybody should vote. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Even when it comes to Ray, I mean, uh, it go, it does go to population. I know we're just about done out of time. Can't continue talking about. It, but when you compare cop- population and rate, it, I mean, it isn't a mean number it's actually a percentage of the people who live there so yeah. i mean population does come into it that's all the time we have for uh, today enjoy your one final day of triple digits going to be much lower in temperature the rest of the week we're on a 20-hour break we'll have more jody messina tickets for you tomorrow